everybody, welcome to a great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. Got a great one for you this week because LSU is 1-0 in SEC play. Had a very convincing win to start that slate against Mississippi State. Tigers take it 41-14. to I don't think either, well, none of us three uh, predicted something like that, but happy to get it, of course. We'll break down that. Everything else that went across, uh, everything else that went down across the league and the rest of college football. Uh, but before we do, I want to check in with the co-host, see how you guys are doing. Hope you had a good weekend. It was uh, it was an early one on Saturday. I was it was kind of nice to get it out of the the way though. You know, sometimes these games, I feel like they can just build up too much. Uh, kind of like the one against Florida State, and then, wah, wah. but wasn't the case. Uh, it was an early one. Tigers were ready, so I imagine we're all in a good mood. Yeah, good to be with you. Good to be back with another Tiger win. First win of SEC play, hopefully a first of many. Um, definitely excited about the performance against Mississippi State. I mean, we'll get into it, um, but just excited to be here with y'all. Yeah, I was looking forward to this weekend a lot because it was the first weekend I was actually really going to be able to watch college football. So I, I was happy just to settle in. And then LSU started it off with a bang with a very nice win. I was kind of nervous, to be honest, going into the game. Uh, but once they, they started pulling away, like in the second quarter or so, the, that settled down and we had a, a good performance and then could watch the rest of the games all the way until late into the night with Colorado. Didn't stay up all the, all the way for that one, but uh, it was a fun ride and yeah, excited to, to break all that down with y'all today. Yeah. Daniel, I bet if you were still in Austria, that Colorado game would have been a nice one to watch over breakfast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wake up still and going on. Colorado. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Colorado and some bratwurst or something. There you go. Uh, so the Tigers, Take it to the Bulldogs, man. Uh, and we we look good from start to finish. You know, it wasn't like we kind of came out of the gate slow and then finally caught on the second half. Tigers did their thing from wire to wire in that game, I think. I mean, we were up 24-7 and a half, so I, I felt really good about that. Um, I mean, as far as the offense goes, don't want, know what else you would really want. Maybe some, I don't know, Brian Kelly said he wanted to you know, just use more of the running game. I feel like we did. I mean, Jaden was still our leading rusher, but I don't know. In that game, I'm I, I'm not really mad. I, I'd love to see one of these other guys like Logan Diggs or uh, or Josh Williams get get more carries and more yards. But I mean, can't really be upset with that. And I, I think we kind of saw the progression we were hoping we'd see in the first game against FSU, as far as Jaden just sitting in the pocket having time. That, that's also key, but then throwing darts to Malik neighbors. I mean, they, they each set a record in this game. Um, their, their own individual records, but um, just really great to see them connect look like, I don't know, dare I say shades of 2019 with, uh, with what they were doing. I know we don't have another, but I mean, as far as what they were doing, putting up what Malik had, I think 188 yards by halftime. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean come on, that's that's 2019-ish right there. But uh, I don't know, Tommy, I mean, what uh, what can you make of the offense? I know it was against Mississippi State. No slouches, I'll say. I mean, uh, the, the, this is one of those teams where, you know, you, you could reasonably be nervous before this game because you don't know what to expect, just given the last, you know, 
10 years. Cause even if the, like, even if you just go back to some of our title winning years, you know, it's, it's always, it's been close against Mississippi state sometimes. So glad to see the uh, dominant, I guess. Yeah, it was definitely a dominant win. And, and I mean, very exciting way to kick off SEC play. I do think, I mean, Mississippi state's not very good. That's, Probably that yeah. they're one of the worst teams you'll play, will play in the SEC. They, they mean, had a wake up call. They had a big, yeah. And, and I think that, and, and I, I was talking to somebody about this actually while we were, while, while the game was going on, it's, it's a little bit sad. And this is not, this, this is probably more of a defensive conversation, but you know, this is a team that really has no identity in Mississippi state. Like, you know, with, with the tragic passing of Mike Leach, like this team is built for the air raid. This team is built to score points. This team is built for a very simple, um, simple kind of plug and play offense. You know, Mike Leach always iconically had his game plan on an index card and they, they bring in this new guy and uh, it was what Tessator and uh, Joe Tessator and uh, Jessica Palmer on the call. They were talking about this like multiple times. They bring in the new coach and he's a pro style offense type guy. So, uh, you know, they, they, I remember I heard uh, Jesse Palmer, you know, mention, and he was like, yeah, like for Will, for Will Rogers, the call uh, from the, from the huddle is going from ace, ace, right to ace, right, you know, left four blue 17 switchblade eight and like, you know, on three. And so it's just, it's, a, I feel bad because Mississippi state, I think is, I mean, they're just not a, they don't really have an identity. Um, that said, it is still SEC. This is still some of the top uh, talent. I mean, talent-wise, they're, they're going to be some of the best players, you know, in the country. So sure. definitely a great uh, win for us. I think offensively, like you said, Jane Daniels, 361 yards, two TDs, 30 for 34. That's that's a, a pretty impressive completion. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, completion percentage. Yeah. Um, Malik Neighbors had an absolute standout game. That's what we want out of our number one receiver. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm excited. I was uh, overall, you know, happy with the whole performance, um, but I'm not getting overly excited because I think, I mean, I think, I think we, when we talked about it before our last, uh, last week, I mean, I said, you know, I think, I think LSU is going to win big just because Mississippi state's not very good. Um, I, I want I want to see this translate. I think Arkansas might be a little bit better of a test this weekend. Yeah, it was really just a great showing all around. LSU outmatched Mississippi State, I would say, in pretty much every phase of the game and at every position, especially obviously on the offensive side of the ball with Jaden Daniels putting up what I would say is his best performance as a Tiger. And I mean, setting the completion percentage record, minimum 25 attempts at LSU and all the great quarterbacks they've had over the years. If you think about it, you're like, well, Joe Burrow has to have this record or something, but uh, Jaden has taken that. And then Malik neighbors with a elite connection. I mean, Daniels was just dropping it in the bucket where literally only neighbors could make a catch, not even having a half step on the defender. Like some of those catches were very good coverage. The defender was all over them and just falls. I forget right what his touchdown was. I, mean, I think it was the second touchdown. I mean, the guy, I don't even know how he caught it. Mm-hmm. Like if the guy was all over, but yeah, that, he was just playing in the the star manner that we really needed him to. And then 
we had players around the field as well stepping up that we didn't necessarily expect. Uh, Caleb Jackson with some impressive runs, the true freshman <laughs> uh, doing his best Leonard Fournette impression, trucking over the defender is almost <laughs> as if he didn't even really expect it to happen. He kind of just stood there for a second before getting tackled <laughs> while the other guy hit the ground. Um, but yeah, you love to see that. And then on the defensive side of the ball, another true freshman, uh, Whit Weeks led yep. the team in tackles. Uh, he looks almost starter ready, good. I would say. Yeah. Um, he was all over the field, both in, r- stuffing the run and run, rushing the passer. And then players like uh, transfer Andre Sam at the, the safety position, filling in for Greg Brooks, who was out of the game with still kind of an undisclosed reason. Um, it was like a medical issue. Yeah, some people were discussing where he might have had like bouts with vertigo in the past and like it flared up right before the game. And apparently that can be pretty debilitating when it's oh, when it's going. Um, but yeah, Sam played awesome. He was laying some hits, kind of looked reminiscent of Jay Ward a little bit. Uh, but yeah, and then we had kind of maligned on Denver Harris in the past uh, at the cornerback position. He was even possibly like off the team briefly, but he just about blanketed one side of the field. You didn't hear his name called all day because he was doing a great job. So uh, that was all great to see. And then Tommy, you, you talked about the coaching situation with Mississippi state. Uh, I read one report where they got, uh, they thought they had converted on third down right near the sticks and it was, but it was actually fourth and one, but their coaches up in the booth thought they had converted it. So they called the first down play down to Will Rogers, but it was actually fourth and one. So that's why he pushed it down the field on fourth and one instead of just trying to get the yard oh. and it blew it up and LSU stopped it and they turned the ball over. So like, I mean, that kind of mm. communication is not what you want to see. And LSU had a, an advantage there as well, but yeah, uh, loved what I saw and hope they can continue that uh, progress going into Arkansas. Absolutely. Build on what we've already seen. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, I know it was Mississippi state, but uh, Tigers did what they said they were going to do. They did run it better. They threw it better, took shots downfield. Uh, Jaden looked comfortable back there. Uh, and again, I'm not going to be mad if he still let us in rushing this game again. I just wouldn't want it to be a habit. Uh, I, I will say this. I'm hoping Brian Kelly talks to him because he, oh, like he's safe to run, but it's like he loves to leave his feet and he, he loves just to gets, jump, jump into tackles. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, like you've seen it two, maybe three weeks in a row now. Actually, I think Grambling had one too, where it just he left his feet, guy hits him in the air, and he's like pile drived and. It's like he could get hurt that way. Uh, we we don't want that to happen. The so, one, the one that I mean, it was just like startling to watch. I'm thinking of, uh, I think this is what you're thinking of too. He runs to the left side of the field. He gets the first down, and it's just an open lane to run out of bounds. I mean, he and and it looks like he's going to run out of bounds, and then he turns it upfield and then jumps. Made no sense. It was very strange. Yeah, he got blown up in the play. Yeah, uh, again, it's he hasn't been hurt yet, thank goodness. But I, I'm just worried that it, one day it could be the case because, like, on his uh, his TD run, it's like he was running backwards into the end zone. He made it, thank goodness. I mean, he got hit on the way in. It wasn't bad, but it's like one of these games he's going to be like backing up, and someone's going to hit him from behind. I just don't even want to think about it. So I don't know. I'd say it's okay if he runs. Just maybe learn to slide head or feet first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a one point where uh, he was already out of the game. Nuss came in. I think it was his first play. And he was like, 
ready to throw it through a pass. And you can see BK go, Nuss, Nuss, like patting his hands like, calm down, buddy. We're up big. I don't need you to do a two-minute drill right now. And it's like, I just want him to do that with Jaden. Like, Jay, hey, I appreciate you running, extending the play. We're up by four touchdowns. Yeah, but you're going to get yourself killed for nothing. He's playing at a Heisman level, but you got to stay on the field to receive the Heisman uh, exactly. down the season. What are exactly. the Heisman? What's the Heisman odds right now? How how close is he? Or what does Vegas think? I don't know. I feel like Caleb Williams may still be yeah. the top. Michael Penix for uh, Washington has been good. playing really well. Yeah, so is Hartman, Hartman, May, all those guys, right? All those guys are still in it. I don't think there's really anybody. Like It's not like Quinny, Quinn Ewers is... He's not he running away with it. He definitely didn't light it up against Wyoming. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, just going back over the, the offense, it looked great. I thought it would. My concern this game would have been the defense just because, you know, I knew Mississippi State was going to be different, but they were actually running better than they had been passing this year. I guess, you know, new coaching, new system, but we, we held them running. I mean, we, we held them to uh, less than 100 yards rushing, so – I'm ecstatic about that. Uh, and, you know, for the first time this season, I feel like I, you know, you could really tell that Harold Perkins was on the field. True. Right. And, I mean, and it, you know, Daniel, you mentioned with weeks, like I love, I love the performance from the linebackers in general. Uh, I mean, Greg Pitt had a good game, but mm-hmm. all I could think about was like, and, and of course, I mean, Harold Perkins was all over the field. Like you said, Scott, making, tons of tackles for loss sacks and i'm just like why didn't we do this week one i don't understand again but also you know maybe you think that maybe it's more of like a a strategy thing of look like we we care about conference play i mean but but you do think like that's a that was a marquee matchup you you why would you why didn't we see what weeks at at middle linebacker in the second half yeah, I mean, I can understand it a little bit. You are somewhat apprehensive to put a true freshman true out freshman, there in, yeah. in his first ever game on prime time versus Florida State. And this is not necessarily a controlled environment, but you can take a little bit of a chance. But yeah, I mean, with the, the talent that they flashed here, you kind of wish you could have had LSU on their A game against Florida State instead of their like B minus game. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you just think about her, and maybe weeks isn't necessarily the, but. Man, uh, you know, seeing seeing Harold because a, a lot of commentators for the past you know two weeks have said that that the the play call the call for Perkins to basically only play middle linebacker the entire night against Florida State was bad, and you know I generally agree, but I was also giving benefit of the doubt of like you know um, maybe he's just maybe it's just he's off to a, start, a slow start. Maybe people have kind of figured him out a little bit. Like it's a so- sophomore year; they've got tape on him. Um, but seeing him against Mississippi State, I'm like, okay, that's the guy. That's the guy we we had last year. He's all over the field. He can't be stopped. He's making tackles. Why would you not want to free him up? I don't know. I mean, he was on right. skates the whole – we've already talked about Florida State, but he was on skates that whole night. Yeah. And even against, uh, you know, somebody like Grambling, uh, you know, they – like it was already addressed after the Florida state game. They said they're going to change things before grambling. And then, you know, even during the grambling game, I mean, we won it handily, but uh, again, you just didn't 
but he had one tackle. I think Mason Smith had also had one tackle. It's just, yeah, you just couldn't really see the effects of what they're talking about. I feel like this game, at least we did. It seemed like the old Harold Perkins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing to mention is uh, what we had, like what? I think one sack before this game, uh, this game we had four. So that was also a vast improvement. Our line has to get in the backfield uh, if we're going to, you know, make it through this gauntlet of a schedule. Cause some, some of these teams can definitely run better than Mississippi state. Uh, but felt good about that. It felt good that we could keep Rogers. Cause you know, it wasn't a Mike Leach team, but still, you know, Rogers can, can sling it if he wants to, he, he did uh, before, but we held him to what a, a single QBR rating. I think it was 7.6. Uh, and they only had a hundred and something, 107 yards passing. So Mm-hmm. Got to feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. And especially the, the, yeah, when when we talk about our defensive backs being probably one of our trouble spots on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. But the, the D line definitely stepped up, kept Rogers on the move pretty much the whole game, both in the backfield, and he doesn't possess the running ability like Jaden Daniels to to beat you with the the bootleg or or whatever. Yeah, he's not Zach. So, yeah, <laughs> so that that opened up so much for us, and we, we made the statement early. Um, I mean, they had a first down, I think, on their very first play of the game. And then after that, they gained like negative five yards over the next three possessions or something. Just literally couldn't click at all. Uh, just being so disruptive between Mason Smith and uh, Savion Jones off the edge, just making life miserable. And that's uh, what you need in the SEC to win with your your big boys up front. <laughs> Makai Wingo, too. He had a great game. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was uh, one point, it was after a sack. It, it just, it looks so sad because... Will Rogers was kind of sitting there on the ground. He was looking up, nobody around but the ref. And he's like, can you help me up? <laughs> it's like the only one that can help him at that point was the ref. It was just, uh, you know, chef's kiss type of moment uh, for, the, for this LSU defense. Anyway, um, did want to touch on special teams real quick because it's not something that we've really discussed so far yet this season. We haven't had to, which is good. Uh, I mean, it'd be great if we could in a positive light. I will say this, uh, Ramos hit both of his field goals, so that's great. Uh, I don't feel we had any special team issues or miscues. Uh, I guess we're sticking with Clayton, and we're done with the Aaron Anderson experiment at punt return. Is that, does that, does that seem like that's what's happening? We're, I, we're done I, with that I, guy? Yeah, I think we are done. I, I feel like... If you if you buff a putt, Brian Kelly's you're dead to me. Next, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, um, that, that's just how I feel like it's going these days. Yeah, if yeah. we can just fair catch everything and not make any dumb mistakes, then that's pretty acceptable. He tried tried to return one. I think it got a few yards, but I'm fine with him just chilling out. And yeah, Brian Kelly doesn't. He's kind of in the Nick Saban camp where if you make mistakes, he doesn't take too kindly. Even Will Campbell got a chewing out late oh, in the yeah. game. I think he had like four penalties or something, and he got yanked yeah. and, and replaced for the rest of the game. So. Uh, kind of uncharacteristic of him. Hopefully he can can correct that in practice this week, but Kelly that, wasn't too happy. That number seven patch is going to his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like you said about Perk, ah, second year, they got tape on him. Yeah, he did have some penalties. One of them was a, uh, I think it killed a first down we had, but yeah, it was just really this guy. He was like the, the freshman stud last year. And I don't know. Um, maybe it's just, I don't know. I mean, but he's playing the same position, right? They didn't move him around. 
Uh, it's just maybe maybe he's just getting a little sloppy and you know we're up I mean, we we led the whole game maybe he just kind of sure um, we did um but still nothing to take lightly i mean it's they'll, they'll see this you know if they're watching him you know well well if you just do this then will campbell will have to foul you or you know he's gonna he's weak on the inside or you know whatever the case yeah if, but, you, if, you, yeah. if you if you you know do a, a double move, he'll hold you, and that's it, you know it, it, it's a flag. You know, I, yeah, I could see that, but I hope they straighten it out. Right, uh, I'm I'm sure they will. That's what they have position coaches and group meetings for. Uh, so we're not going to worry about that. We are going to press on to uh, the rest of college football because it was a good week. Uh, it seemed like a week where people could get tripped up. Some did. Some came very close. I call it sleepwalking Saturday. I mean, like even FSU, like they almost lost on the road to Boston, Boston college. Um, But they did, you know, everybody wanted to make sure that you knew that it was the red bandana game, which is very important to Boston college. So uh, what's that mean? It's like this guy, I think he died at nine 11 or something. Okay. He like, he liked red bandanas. So they okay. wear like jerseys that are themed like red. I, I saw that. Okay, so really that's what that was. About it. Like this, okay. that's like their you know whiteout or whatever. So okay. they're cool. always. It's like kind of one of those things where if you catch them on that week, you're always going to get a game from Boston College. Yeah, I, I remember last few years, uh, ten years or more. Anytime that FSU goes up there, and if they're ranked, you know they have issues with Boston College because maybe that's just Boston College's game. You know where some teams they just. Yeah, they they go all out for somebody, and this is that game. Uh, I'd like to know the story. I'm not going to dis dis it because uh, because of what you said it stood for, but uh, I, I could see something different with the uniforms. It I thought it looked cool. Uh, FSU had some different uniforms too. It looked like there were white helmets or and something. the white so, helmets, which was weird to me. Yeah, but maybe it had something to do with what Boston College was doing. Maybe they're I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, Boston, you know. Uh, FSU pulled that one out. Uh, Missouri took K-State out on a last second 61-yard field goal. Yeah, I, I watched uh, the end of that one. That was exciting. Right? And then, um, I don't know, did you watch the end of the Colorado Colorado State after dark going into the wee hours game? I did. I think Tom was the only one. I was asleep. Yeah, I, I think I passed out right before <laughs> halftime, dude. I was tired. <laughs> well, so so what ended up happening for me, um, I fell asleep in the first quarter, woke up at halftime, saw that Colorado was down, and I was like, you know what? Coach Prom needs me. I'm gonna watch. And so <laughs> it was like, you know, 12 a.m. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna do this. So I started, so I watched. Then they end up coming back from down 11, go to double overtime. It's probably the best game I've seen all year. Um, this is really, I mean, it's just exciting. It's crazy to me. I'm, I feel invested in Colorado. Like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, come on, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm really, oh, man, I hated Colorado State. I'm thinking to myself, like, what if I, how on earth am I, how can, how can I care about Colorado? But that's what Deion Sanders is doing. And he's, mm-hmm. he's really, you know, uh, he's kind of taking the sport by taking the sport by force. Right. Which well, is incredible. 
Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure what to expect of Colorado State. I know it's a rivalry game for them, but Colorado Colorado State bring it. I mean, it was chippy. They yeah. were. I mean, Colorado State actually looked dirty at a at a few times too. Oh, they looked dirty but, to the very end. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they knocked Travis Hunter out of the game. So, um, but I'm glad to see it. I, at the end, I was thinking. I think when I was watching it, Colorado State was up, and then. Uh, when I woke up this morning, I saw the finals. I'm like, wow, they went to overtime. I, you know, I don't want to see if I can watch some of this somehow. Um, but I, again, that's, it could be like uh, Boston College, Florida State, where they're, just, they're always up for that game. Yeah. Or is Colorado State really good? Or is, you know, it's still kind of hard to see. I guess we'll find out about Colorado when they go to Oregon this upcoming weekend. Yeah. But great game. It is good for the sport. And I don't care that he's boastful about himself and his team. That's what he, that's what any coach should be. I mean, who cares uh, as long as you back it up. Right. And so far he has been, he has gotten by uh, for the, you know, his first game in this game by the skin of their teeth, but that's, that's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting to me because I think that like, wait, I think the new rankings came out, right? Pretty yeah, sure. we got the new new poll. What? Colorado dropped one, I believe, to twenty or nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. I mean, I'm like, I as I was watching that game last night, I'm like, I don't think this is the 18th or 19th best team in the country. But I think it's really interesting. I mean, but that's Deion Sanders. Like, like the reason, like they would if they were two and zero right now and with another coach, I don't think they're in the top 25. I think that it, that their win against TCU is looked at as a fluke. TCU's down. TCU hasn't. They, you know, they couldn't keep it up from from going to the national championship last year. That was a, uh, you know, one and done. Look at them. Uh, I, I think they're. I think all you talk about is, man. Look, did you see them lose to Colorado? Wow. I think that it, the only reason that we're talking about Colorado is because Deion Sanders is there. It's it's just very interesting to me, and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm totally invested now. I'm like a like a quasi. Colorado fan <laughs> yeah. like, like most of America I think I think everybody's on the bandwagon well college football loves the, they love an underdog story and they love big personalities yep. and Deion Sanders in Colorado kind of embodies both of those at the same time at this yep. point so that's really kind of what's I think taking it by storm where he's got the charisma and he's also got the turn the the ship around charging towards greatness where you you know that he can unlock that from the special talent players that he has and the charisma that he has draws those type of players into the program. So they they may not go on to dominate the rest of the Pac-12, especially considering how stacked the conference is this year. Oregon may send the rocket ship crushing back down to earth next week, uh, but they still got a lot of games to play. And, and even if they don't show out, it'll still be a pretty big success. And I imagine their recruiting will continue to rise and, and only make them uh, a contender even further as they move into the big 12, I believe in the upcoming years. But uh, yeah, that was good for them. And then uh, really kind of a, a weird weekend all around where there wasn't too many huge matchups, but a lot of the top teams, like you said, Scott, were sleepwalking, struggling Bama tried quarterbacks number two and three against <laughs> South Florida. Uh, and really none of them worked. So this season is uh, not going how Nick Saban envisioned and, and Georgia, your, your Bulldogs were struggling against South Carolina before finally kind of finding their, their rhythm towards the end of the game. So they stayed on top. We always do that. We always give you one of those each year just to make you doubt us so that you think, ah, George is, uh, you know, they're not going to do it this year. 
And then we just trot along like usual, knocking people out. Uh, I don't know. Just watching it. Yeah. I mean, South Carolina was ready. They came ready to play, you know, uh, Spencer was doing his thing to, to start, but it's like after they hit 14 points, that was it. They were done. Georgia's defense did something different and, you know, Georgia got the ball to start it in the second half and that was it. It was over. Um, I, going back to Colorado, though, it's like if, if you think that, oh, man, could this be the year? Well, we're about to find out because they're about to hit murderers row for them because yeah. they go to Oregon, top 10 team right now. Then they have USC at home, which is a top five team right now. Uh, then the Arizona State, Stanford. Then they have UCLA and Oregon State, uh, one on the road, one at home. And then they have to finish out with two other top ranked teams right now in Washington state and Utah. So if they're undefeated, let's say they only have one loss at the end of the regular season. I'd say unless somebody else did, had a better season, Colorado, I don't know, maybe they should play for something this year. That's, that's a, that's a that'd be a good schedule, but long way to go. Um, but yeah, as far as Alabama, that is just bad. So it's interesting though that he didn't even play Milrow. He said we we're going with the guys that were performing good at practice all week. And the fact that they didn't name a guy until what the week before their first game mm-hmm. shows you how even maybe it was. Didn't we go this a few years ago with uh God, we went who was it? Was it was it Jaden and Nuss? I don't know. I feel like LSU had this recently where they just, they didn't really know until like right before the very end. And we're like, come on, how do you not, how do you not have any separation at this point? Um, but I don't know. Wasn't, I guess it, wasn't it Miles Brennan and uh, somebody else and that was Ma- injured? Ma- Miles, Miles Brennan. Brennan. Max T. Johnson. Max Johnson. Oh, uh, yeah. Max Johnson. <laughs> he's, Where's he at? Having, what's, what's Max Johnson up to? He's, he's, he's wearing riding, a, riding the bench at AM. I know he's riding the pond. That's what he wanted. He wanted to go in eight to AM. Uh, you know, that's that's his prerogative. So that's fine. But as far as Alabama, that was just if they'd have lost that game, I know that people would have like it's officially over. Uh yeah. you know, all the all the Fairweather fans would have been asking for Saban. You know, they should, should fire him on the tarmac. But they're <laughs> that's just obviously the horrible, horrible take. Uh, but I know they're worried just because they, it's what the first time they've traveled outside of conference for a, a non-conference outside, outside of their state for a non-conference game since God, I want to say like before Saban got there, it was like 2003. And I, I will say this, that game was horrible raining. I understand why they weren't passing to begin with, but once they could, I don't know. For Alabama to win with that score against South Florida, you know something's wrong. Well, something got to be wrong. I texted y'all last night after watch, pretty much after watching that that Alabama game and watching Tennessee. Um, and I think it's I think it's accurate. I don't think there is an elite team in college football this year. Like, I know Georgia's Georgia's good. I don't I don't think they're as elite as they've been in the past two years. I don't think. I mean, Michigan is not. I don't think Ohio State is there. I don't think Alabama is clearly not there. Tennessee is not there. Texas is not there. Tennessee, yeah, Florida is not really there. They're, I mean, they look pretty good against Tennessee, but yeah, nobody. 
for whatever reason, uh, after yesterday, everyone was saying, wow, LSU is probably the best team in the SEC right now. And I'm like, <laughs> trust me, I'd love to have on that bandwagon, but I kind of want to pump the brakes. Kind of like yeah. you said earlier, Tommy, I'm just, that was cool and all, but we got a long season to go. So I, I want to see more of that before I'm like, I called it 11 and one and go get a tattoo <laughs> and embarrass myself. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to wait and see how we do next two weeks and then go from there. Well, um, speaking on next week, do we have any thoughts on LSU with Arkansas coming to town for the SEC home opener? Obviously, we were thinking LSU is looking pretty good after Mississippi State and Arkansas. They just lost to BYU this past week. So we're a favor big, I think 18 points, but that's a lot. Uh, I'm pretty confident after this game, but you, you really, I guess you never know. Kind of a cold take. <laughs> right. Um, uh feel good about our chances after watching what we did against MSU. I, I imagine Arkansas is a little bit better than them, although I don't know how much. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's a home game, I, I feel good about our chances. I, I feel like what we've done this week can only give us confidence. I know after that first week, we're all like, what was that? A lot of the players, they kind of shrugged it off like, ah, it's not us, guys, don't worry. I think Logan Diggs said that specifically. And in this game, he's like, told you. So I feel more confident having watched that Mississippi State game. Um, I'll I can I need to think about a score, but I mean, come I, on, yeah, we're not going to get we're not going to get upset. I don't think Arkansas so either. I think we win. I think we win big. <laughs> but um, I mean, you know, they do have. I think I think the one thing Arkansas has going for them is they have returning, you know, what three year starter KJ Jefferson, who I've always been impressed with. Always liked him. Um, they just don't, you know, they don't have talent on the outside to, to compliment mm-hmm. him. They and lost they're, they're starting running back rocket Sanders has been out the past couple of weeks and he's kind of questionable for the LSU games. So that takes away another big part of their offense. It's pretty much KJ and then everybody else. Yeah, exactly. And then, if, and then also, I don't, I don't think, um, you know, don't forget that they don't have Kendall Bryles anymore either. So mm-hmm. uh, as the offensive coordinator. And so, um, I, I think Arkansas has, has been a little bit uh, uh they've had you know they've had high hopes for the past like three years and it just hasn't really materialized. Um I th- I think we win. I think I think we'll win. I think we probably cover. But and it's and what this is gonna be right now it's set for a six PM kickoff, so it's gonna be Saturday night in Death Valley. I'm sure it's gonna be a uh it's gonna be on ESPN. Um it's getting so, dark early. It's going to be a night game for real, for real. Yeah. It's uh, everything's lined up for it to be a good game. Uh, good game for us. I just still have, you know, st- I, I, I still have some lingering, lingering questions. Still have some flashbacks. Uh, oh, flashbacks from what? From the, from the FSU game. <laughs> oh, oh. Like, uh, you know like, what? It's a different team, I almost feel. I, that's out is of my it? Mind. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Prove it to me, prove it to me this game. Like, like it, sure, okay, right sure. now, like, I want to believe it against Mississippi State. Give me give me a, a performance, a similar, you don't have to beat them by 50 points. You don't have to go out there and set the world on fire, but go give me a convincing win against Arkansas, and then I'll believe you that it's, that, you know what, hey, we, hit, we had a hiccup week one. But I still remember that, look, I mean, I'm sorry. I still remember first quarter week two against Grambling. 
yeah. like there there are some there are some challenges that we have to overcome with this team. Mm-hmm. And with our talent level, these games against Arkansas and like this past week against Mississippi State, these are the type of games you have to win to achieve those records that we were predicting before the season of 10 and two, or even yeah. nine and three. Like these are the games that should be checks in your pocket at the end of the day. And there are the tune-ups for the other games. Well, obviously we were much more scared of Alabama at the beginning of the season than maybe we are now, but you still got Alabama and a good old miss team and yeah. a seemingly decent Florida team left on the schedule. Uh, so we, we got to take care of business here. And I think we will probably LSU by two touchdowns at home Saturday night in death Valley is going to be a wild time. Hopefully the, the weather will be a little bit cooler. It won't be baking so hot. Um, so looking for a big performance, I think our talent is just too much, but, um, yeah, you, you can't really overlook it. We're going to Oxford to Ole Miss next week, uh, but you got to secure the bag in this one first. And I think we will. So it should be an exciting day for LSU fans. It should be. And, you know, again, it's a, it's a good first night game conference team. Uh, used to be the golden boot game. You know, there is a trophy on the line this week, although I don't know how many of our newer players even know that. <laughs> but uh, hopefully we retain that. Um, I still have a trophy. I trade back and forth with a friend of mine because, uh, you know, we we started this tradition when when the boot game was like one of the, the top games each year. But I mean, aside Thanksgiving, from that, Thanksgiving Friday, Black Friday. Yeah, exactly. That's when it started. And all those yeah. games were good for like a decade or so. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's weird that it's. You know, it's like our fourth game of the season now, but whatever. Um, in addition to that, like after that, I'd say we, ha- like you said, we have Ole Miss and then we have Missouri on the road, which tripped us up a few years ago. Uh, they they could be, uh, you know, one of those teams that kind of, I don't know, it's just a weird place to play, right? Because uh, we haven't really done it much. Yeah, and then after that, you know, I feel we have what was it Auburn at home, and then Army. So if we can get through these next few weeks unscathed, again, I I'd like to think that we all these games are winnable. Uh, you know, unscathed as in we don't take a step back, we don't lose people, things like that. Uh, then we would be sitting pretty good by our uh, our bye week. But as far as this next week, a lot of good games. Uh, in, uh, across the country, uh, like we talked about before, you got Colorado and Oregon. You have a uh, ranked UCLA against Utah. Ole Miss and Alabama is ranked. Normally, that game, you know, Ole Miss is usually up for that game because they've been able to take out, out take out Alabama uh, a couple times recently. They have to think that they have really good chances this time. I mean, they're playing in Tuscaloosa, but. Alabama, I think a lot of teams see some blood in the water, so they're just going to give it all they can. I would. Um, what other games you guys looking at? Because there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Yeah. Same time as us, going to have to be flipping back and forth or maybe have the two screens set up. Mm-hmm. You also uh, have un- undefeated Iowa against undefeated Penn State night game, Happy Valley. That could be a good one. Uh, in addition to that, Clemson, I mean, FSU. I think- do you, I don't I don't know that Clemson has a chance. I'd love for them to pull off an upset, but I just I don't know. This could be FSU's year in the ACC. I, I think you're right. I, the, I, the this Clemson year. team does not look good. No. Um, 
I mean, gosh, they're just the Clemson has really fallen off. I think that I think one other one to watch, um, and I might I might be wrong on this one, but uh Texas Baylor. Mm-hmm. Like I let's see if let's see if Dave Aranda can give can give Texas some trouble. Texas looked bad against Wyoming. I you know, is that is that a hiccup for them or is that maybe telling about a little bit a little bit more about this team? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a go ahead. Or I was going to say, yeah, in addition to the Texas Baylor thing, a lot of teams, it's kind of, kind of time to put up or shut up for them. And a big Pac-12 day also with, they got big matchups, Colorado, Oregon, like we mentioned, also undefeated UCLA playing undefeated Utah. And then a little bit later in the day, they got uh, undefeated uh, USC going to Arizona State, as well as, I'm missing one here. Oregon State, uh, Oregon State Yeah, Oregon State, Washington State. So, um, teams that maybe us in the Southeast might not watch all that much. In addition to the Colorado game, it uh, could be fun to check out a lot of high power offense over there, putting points on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Baylor did give Utah trouble. I mean, Utah won 20 to 13. I feel like Baylor probably had some chances in that game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe they could give Texas a, a speed bump, a stumbling block, something like that. We'll see. But yeah, just an all in all, a really good week four. So looking forward to that. And I don't know, other than that, I feel like we touched on everything. Yeah, I think that, man, it's pretty much, uh, I mean, just feels good to have college football back. I mean, we're kind of getting in the swing of things. So I'm excited for this Arkansas game. Um, excited for this whole this whole slate of week four games. Let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Set your uh, dials, wake up early for and stay up late for a long Saturday of college football. And yeah, I'll be right there watching it with y'all. Right on. And uh, I don't know, hopefully LSU can just maintain, if not take it up a notch. Uh, it was the return of John, John Emery this week. He saw some action. He did okay, but I feel maybe his coming out party is this week. Probably not. I feel. I feel like. I feel like just by what we've saw, what we saw, it's like Frella's shoes so far from what we've seen. I feel like Logan Diggs and Caleb Jackson are probably our. I don't know. Most. Most dangerous so far. I mean, we still have Josh Williams. Can't forget about him. The guy was uh, our, you know, our, our, our lead guy last year. I can run like a tank, so I I don't want everyone to count him out. But just from what we've seen so far, I feel like uh, it's going to be Logan Diggs, and they they're going to want to give Caleb Jackson the ball, especially after what we saw this past weekend. Yeah, definitely. Him, him for netting a guy, even though his family was probably right there watching. <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that that guy who he, he ran over uh, decommitted from LSU? Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and went to Mississippi State, so people were laughing about that. There you go. Uh, I guess no love lost for us. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Unless you guys had something else, that'll, that'll probably do it for us here on Talking Takes. Uh, great week. Good to wrap it up again with you guys. Uh, it's always good after a good solid win like that. Hopefully, we'll see another one this weekend against Arkansas at home. Uh, we will have that for you next week here on Talking Tigs, along with everything else in college football, because it's 
that's uh it's setting up to be a really great weekend so hopefully everyone's got their calendar cleared you got your tivos and all, all your your games set uh i think i got my college sports multi-view i'm gonna try and watch them all at the same time it's like a little mini sports bar uh but anyway uh hope you guys are you're able to watch a lot too uh as for everyone else stay safe stay tuned and we will talk to you next time on talking to you.